Hi, this is Bob Williamson. You can forgive what happened. I have been perplexed for some time by the behavior of one of our best friends. She and her husband went on vacation with us, kayak, went to church, prayed, went to Bible study together, and so on. Her husband got very ill, and I prayed for him every day for literally two years. I prayed for her during this time as well, that she would have the courage and fortitude and the peace of God as she dealt with his declining health. I flew to see him when he was in hospitals and various clinics around the country while he was undergoing various trials to find a cure. I held his hand, prayed with him and his wife too many times to remember. I held hands with him when he was put in hospice and we prayed together for hours. I led him to the Lord while hunting one day and he would tell everyone who visited him at hospice. When he died, I felt I should keep praying for his wife, who was devastated at her loss. I prayed that God would strengthen her, give her courage, and draw close to her. I also prayed that someone would come along and fill a hole in her heart left by his death, and I knew her husband wanted the same for her. My wife and I were determined to be there for her no matter what. Unfortunately, bizarrely, (laughs) she almost immediately stopped answering calls, emails, or texts. I tried several times, as did my wife, to reach her with no success. Finally, we decided she just wanted her space. That was over a year and a half ago. A mutual friend told me that during that time she did find an old friend who became her significant other, and they got married about seven months ago. We were not invited to the wedding. My father was brutally abusive to me as a child, and it had an undesirable effect on me during my early years. I had a serious head-on collision car crash and nearly died. During my long recovery in the hospital, I was wonderfully saved through reading the Bible and at 24 years old, immediately set out to change my ways. God found favor with me and blessed me with a wonderful wife and family, success in my career, and financial success beyond my wildest dreams. I had practically nothing to do with my father after I left home as a teenager and found it very difficult to be around him. My beatings at his hand and his constant making fun of me and telling me I was a black sheep would never amount to anything bitterly burned in my mind and heart. Just prayer... To my departure, my father had a come-to-Jesus moment. He was too late to reach me by then, but he and my mother, who was an atheist, also got saved. They founded four churches, and my mother 
taught Sunday school for 15 years before her death. And my father taught Sunday school for 41 years until his Parkinson's disease at 90 years of age made his hand shake so badly he couldn't write his lesson. He lived to be 91 years old. And I waited for 15 years prior to his death to forgive him. I could feel the Holy Spirit urging me on, and I was obedient, even though my flesh was roaring not to do it. C.S. Lewis wrote, To believe in the forgiveness of sins is not nearly so easy as I thought. Real belief in it is the sort of thing that very easily slips away if we don't keep on polishing that up. We believe that God forgives us our sins, but also that he will not do so unless we forgive other people their sins against us. There's no doubt about the second part of this statement. It is in the Lord's Prayer was emphatically stated by our Lord. If you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. No part of his teaching is clearer, and there are no exceptions to it. He doesn't say that we are to forgive other people's sins, provided they are not too frightful or provided there are extenuating circumstances or anything of that sort. We are to forgive them all, however spiteful, however mean, however often they are repeated. If we don't, we shall be forgiving, forgiven none of our own. When I forgave my father, he didn't want forgiveness because he felt he hadn't done anything wrong. Nonetheless, I forgave him and then started calling him every Sunday for 15 years to check on him. I also visited him a few times and bought him a couple of cars through the years to replace his clunkers. It took discipline and obedience to give up my hate for him. It also took prayer and lots of it, enough of God's love to garner up the will to talk to him many times. But eventually we developed a relationship which grew stronger as the days, months, and years passed us by. My father had singled me out for his physical abuse beginning as far back as I can remember when I was just a tiny child. He didn't abuse my mother or my brother, just me. Not long before his death, I asked him why he didn't like me when I was a child. He just looked at me funny and didn't answer. He took his answer, if he even knew it, to the grave with him, and I never did find out. It still perplexes me through today. He did, however, tell me he loved me and was proud of me for the first time in his life, just a week or so prior to his death. I'm very happy I made the effort to forgive him. I also intend to forgive my friend, and though I don't know what we could have possibly done to have her completely abandon her friendship with us, and if I somehow offended her in some way, I will ask her to forgive me as well. 
Many people get angry, hurt, and so on, and forgiveness last thing on their mind is they want to do battle with a war of words or otherwise or just become bitter and keep it inside. This is not in God's plan for us, and his way is the best way. If you have someone that you need to forgive, please do so soon. Romans twelve eighteen. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is Bob Williamson. Thanks for listening.